We'll get into the Toronto Maple Leafs and their 6-3 win last night against the Buffalo Sabres, but this is much bigger news, and I will read you word for word from the Twitter account of Terry Koshan. The Leafs have announced that Jake Muzzin won't play again this season, playoffs included, as he recovers from a cervical spine injury. Not overly surprising, but still a tough blow for Muzzin and the club. The decision comes after consultation with various specialists. We are joined now by the man who wrote that tweet. It is Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun. Terry, thanks so much for joining the show today. Uh, thanks, Matt, for having me. But i got to tell you, my team did that. I, I didn't have anything to do with it. So, well, You have a team? How do you have a team? I don't have a team. We barely have interns here. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough, for, tough for him. I think we knew it was coming, uh, Matt, but still the finality of it, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's um, well, we'll see where it goes from here with the player. Uh, you'd hate to speculate on his future, but, you know, the idea could be that he won't play again. And the Leafs say that they'll, you know, have an announcement or a, a status update in September at camp. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get one before then, but it, it, it's tough. I mean, uh, you know, we all know what a healthy Jake Muzzin could have done for this team and we know that because the Leafs don't have that healthy Jake Muzzin back general manager Kyle Dubas is on the hunt for a defenseman with edge before the trade deadline hits next Friday so you know again but the finality of it uh, you know some closure I guess perhaps but uh, I'll be curious to see now what his role with the team will be he's been around the team for much of the winter yeah you know, there, he, there he was in the stationary bike in Buffalo yesterday morning uh, Matt uh, riding it while the team was out on the ice for the optional so He's been around. He's been setting a good example in other ways, and uh, I would assume that he'll continue to do the same. Yeah, and I mean, it's first and foremost, um, you know, this is the right decision by the club. You wish him nothing yeah. but the best. I hear words like spine injury, and it makes yeah. you nervous, not just for today and tomorrow, but for the rest of his life in terms of quality of life. So I don't expect him back unless he's getting 100% from everyone and he's right. also comfortable in playing. So now if we put the human side and just go on to the business side, does this increase the chances of the full LTR, LTIR play? Uh, do the Leafs go now full Kucherov, except this is a 100% legit injury? Eh, we can chat about that on a slow news day. Um, but does this increase the chances of the Leafs doing something else at the deadline? Or, you know, is most of the assets now gone after the Ryan O'Reilly trade? Well, I, I don't think it increases the chances only because I, I don't think this is a surprise to Dubas and the staff. You know, I, I would imagine they, that they knew that this was coming. I guess on paper it does because, like I said earlier, it's the finality of it now. But not necessarily. I, I think that, uh, you know, whether they announce this today or, or whenever it might have been, Matt, the, uh, the goal would still be to, to get another defenseman. And even, you know, after the – the acquisition of Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Cherry on Friday night from St. Louis. So, you know, I, I don't think it increases that ante at all. Uh, you know, you've got a bit more money, of course, now with it being official, I suppose. But, um, you know, the other side of that coin, too, is, Matt, we have to consider is that for all intents and purposes, Kyle Dubas is still pretty comfortable with the blue line as it stands today. And I, I don't think that this is, you know, a huge issue if the Leafs don't make that move in the next nine days to get somebody else do you want the depth yes do you want to have as many nhl caliber defensemen as you could possibly have yes but now if you're getting into that what's going out you you certainly can't trade many more draft picks if any 
so that that's that door has been closed. We're assuming, unless it's something later on, a, a later round pick that you know uh, you're not, you're not going to worry about. And if it's that, then what are you getting back in return? So then you know you get in the prospects pool. At least didn't give up prospects to St. Louis. They gave up Mikhail Abramov and Adam Gaudet, neither of whom. Well, if they ever do play in the NHL, neither of whom, uh, you know, Goodhart already has a bit, but neither of whom would, would make an impact, and certainly losing them, uh, the least of an influence their their uh, chances of winning at all. But so then you know you have to get you have to trade someone who who might be that player for you down the line if that's the kind of defenseman you want. The decisions are still many for for Kyle Dubas. Maybe he maybe internally they've been made that well they probably have. They know they want to go after, but now we'll just see if they want to get it done. Interesting things too, but I mean. At least aren't the only th- team that thinks they're a contender who wants to improve their blue line. Yeah, I, I would imagine that every team does. And we know the Boston Bruins and Tampa Bay Lightning, Lightning, sorry, are sitting there and you know uh, haven't haven't uh, moved their chess pieces around the board yet, if you will, like the Leafs have, like the Rangers have, like the New York Islanders have in Horvat and uh, Tarasenko respectively. So. Lots to play out in the next nine days, but uh, like I say, I, I don't think I'd be overly worried if Kyle Dubas was not able to do something. Well, let's let's stay on this for one second, and then we'll get into that remarkable performance by Ryan yeah. O'Reilly and that entire line last night with um, with Marner and Tavares on the left wing. I'll just throw out a statement. You've heard it before, but I'd be curious what your answer is. I haven't heard your thoughts on this. Timothy right. Lilligren and Rasmus Sandin are having very good seasons. Um, These guys, you can see the development and the growth in these young players. They have clearly taken a step forward. I think we all agree on that. My question is, can they be good in playoff hockey, which is different than regular season hockey? I know that might seem like a cliche, but we all sport. Playoff version of most sports looks at least a little bit different than it does the regular season version. Do you think Sandine and Lilligren are going to be able to handle, you know, being able to move some of the brutes away from the net? Well, you know, it's going to be a challenge for them. And, and you know, whether they can do it single-handedly or not, I suppose I would question that. But now you're getting into the importance of what the Leafs have been doing a lot of this year, Matt, which is playing well as five-man units. Yep. And if you're doing that in the playoffs, you know, against Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously, and you can look at their roster right now and see who they have and some of the players we're talking about, but if you're if you if you are doing that in the playoffs, then your your chances of, of winning increase if you're doing that well. And they have done it for the most part this year, especially with those two. You know they have. Listen, you're right. The playoffs are a whole different uh, uh, kettle of fish, or however you want to put it. The, yeah. We get the intensity and all that. But when there has been times during this regular season, and that intensity has been there. The two have come through the other side better than average, I think. And physicality ramps up. I understand all that, but. Also, you know, in the playoffs, it's, it's about picking your spots a little bit better and that sort of thing. Both of them are heads-up players, Matt. And, yeah, I know we, we think about the physicality in front of the net and, and that and, and who's clearing who. And if you're not clearing Corey Perry, is he getting his stick on a, on a, on a puck to, to change the, out, the, the outcome of a series? Perhaps, but, you know, if, if he's that good at it and Tampa and some other forwards are that good at it, you know, where's the guarantee that Morgan Wiley or Mark Giordano or T.J. Brody would have success in clearing them away either? I mean, these guys are all good at doing it, right? So, you know, there, there, are, a lot of, there are a lot of factors to consider. But, uh, you know, I'm not one of these people that thinks that if the Leafs go into the first round with both Sandine and Lilligren in the top six, and, and that's where they are right now, that that's, 
you know, a, a big negative. I, I just, the two have grown this year. Do you want them to be physically stronger? Well, of course you do. Um, but I think every team in the league might tell you that they have a defenseman or two like that. So I don't think it's going to be, if, if, if they're both in, put it this way, is it going to be a series changer? I don't think so. Nice. I think the better, the more potential would be you have to break down the goaltending in that first round, Samsonov versus Vasilevsky. And then, of course, after that, how do our best players do, the least best players do against Tampa's best players and, 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 and those performances? So, yeah, is, is there a bit of an asterisk there with the two? Yes. Do I see it as, oh, my God, this could change the outcome of the series? I don't think so. All right. Cool. So, I was uh, curious about uh, your perspective on that, and yeah, we'll see. And hey, I mean, if there's one way to grow, to yeah, one way to grow and develop as a young player, do it at the highest stakes against the best competition. Right. So last night, just your thoughts on that line, where we're curious to see Tavares on a wing, Ryan O'Reilly not on a third line. He's on that second line, souped up with Mitch Marner. Holy Lord, did they look good last night. The amount of times creating neutral zone turnovers, turning defense into offense it was pretty damn impressive um, from you, from your perspective. What did you see? Exactly that. Uh, like I think you said probably the best 15 minutes the team has played all year. And how could you argue with it? Uh, the Sabres couldn't get the puck out of their own zone. And like you said, when they did, it was, it was right back in it. And, and that line, it did lots of two, – two things here. Listen, Marner's doing what he's doing. Uh, the play to, uh, to O'Reilly on the first goal, I mean – you know, he gets the chip pass from Tavares and, and finds uh, O'Reilly streaking in through the slot and boom, it's in the net. Marner, Marner just does what he does. I mean, you know, any two players out there with him are going to benefit. Now, having said that, a lot of credit has to go to O'Reilly and Tavares. A, O'Reilly is the season veteran. Yes, he's, what, I think 18 or 19 games from a 1,000 in his career, Matt. He's seen and done it all. We know that. Making the adjustment on the fly is not easy for anybody, yet he's come in and done it. And without the benefit of a practice, which, you know, he and Achargo finally have tomorrow. So the smarts and, uh, you know, Tavares talking last night after the game of playing against O'Reilly used to be, and I suppose it still is for people who still do, like being in a chess match because he's so good and can read what offensive players are going to do. Well, we see when you put him with Marner what his capabilities are. And then Tavares, lots of credit because – the guy has not played left wing in the NHL, barely. I think he had a, a little bit against Columbus in the bubble a few years ago. World Cup, as you reminded us, he played with Getzlaff and, and, and uh, Stephen Stamkos for Canada here in Toronto. And, you know, of all the, the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest one, as he, he said to us, when he played the wing and burned Switzerland during yeah. the 2012 <laughs> lockout. And it's oh, funny, yeah. I went back, I, I looked at the lot, about 28 games, I think, I looked at their roster and I thought, there's no one on here. I'd love to know what the philosophy was in putting uh, Tavares in the wing. But anyway, for him to make that adjustment uh, that quickly and do it well, you know, it's, again, the smarts coming through. And, you know, Tavares talked about the, the wall play is different. I'm not in the middle as much, but he knows. I mean, again, the guy who just, you know, played in his thousandth game, he's, he's seen everything. And it just clicked. And, they, they, you know, credit to them. You know, a lot of players will say, oh, we think we're, we're on the cusp, on the cusp. They were saying it yesterday morning. And, and, not only were they on the cusp, and they just went and blew the Sabres out of the water. Um, and, you know, the things settle down after that first period. That's fine. They get good cold tending from Samsonoff in the second. They get a goal toward the end. You know, third period, I guess you can kind of throw out the window. As, as Keith said last night, you're not going to be overly critical of that third after what went on in the first. But 
that line, uh, you know, I, I like Tavares on the wing. Is it going to be permanent? No, it won't be. Uh, but uh, now you know that it works. And uh, I think it'll get a longer look here, you know, against Minnesota Friday night, perhaps on the road out west as well. But uh, you, you know that it works. And like I said, you know, Marner's going to be Marner. I mean, he's setting up whoever he's playing with. And yeah. you saw that. And he's got the chemistry with John Tavares. So you know you're safe there. But uh, Arati coming in, not having any type of uh, workout at all, yesterday's optional morning state doesn't count, and making the impact that he did. Kudos to him because it's not an easy thing to do. Nope, absolutely not. It uh, it looked fantastic last night. We'll see what it does against Minnesota on what's that say? That's Saturday. I'm like all my Friday. day uh, Friday. Friday. All my yeah. All my days are mixed up. You, you give me a day off on Monday. I have no idea what today is. Hey, uh, Terry, I really appreciate covers the Leafs for the Toronto Sun. Go out, grab the newspaper, read his work, and read his tweets as well. They're very well composed. Thank you so much, Terry, for joining the show today. Thanks for having me, Matt. Anytime, sir. Absolutely. That is Terry Koshan covering the Toronto Maple Leafs for the Toronto Sun. We- 